Hello and welcome to Irreverent Testimony, brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast by and for millennial and Gen X types from a left-wing perspective. It is Saturday, February 13th, 2021. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. It is the day before Valentine's Day, which has a different meaning to Rachel. Uh, it's not just to me. Um, it is Galentine's Day, <laughs> which if you're a fan of Parks and Rec, which I am, uh, it is the day that Leslie Nope and all her gal pals get together and uh, hang out. Um, and given the sort of cruel nature of Valentine's Day, um, I guess for a lot of single folks, I think it was an attempt to like, you know, sure, yeah. Valentine's Day. That makes sense. Uh, two friends of ours who briefly dated went out on Valentine's Day okay. and they went to a gay bar um, and didn't realize that it was Valentine's Day and so it was taken over by a bunch of straight women and mm. uh, that was their first date. And <laughs> oh, no. it wasn't, it was like, we we're just going to hang out, not a real date. And then it was a whole thing. It's a very funny story. They should tell you sometime. Okay. Um, anyway, here we are. Here we it's are. Very, very cold here. Yeah. Um, we've had a relatively mild winter and I guess winter's here. Yes. Sands the white walkers, but it's, yeah. um, well, Zero, sub-zero with wind chill. It's snowing now. It's not windy, at least. No. But it's gross. And we are inside trying to stay warm. Yeah. Um, this this happens sometimes at Denver. It gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough. Yes. Um, wow. So where to start? Um, if you haven't been living under a rock, you realize that uh, Trump was just acquitted by the Senate in his second impeachment trial. Things got a little weird and disjointed over the last 24 hours. Uh, I'll recap it briefly. I won't give all the details. Essentially, it was looking like this whole thing was going to be very quick. They wanted to wrap it up in three days, both Democrats and Republicans. Then sort of a bombshell broke last night where a Republican representative named her last name is Boitler. And I, I don't remember her name. And I think she's from Washington State. Um, basically went to the press or leaked or let it be known that she overheard a call between Trump and Kevin McCarthy on the day of the raid on January 6th, where McCarthy's basically telling him, you need to get your people to stand down. They're literally storming the, the Capitol and smashing the windows and trying to kill us. And Trump's like, I don't have to do shit. I mean, more or less. Like yeah. the, the contents of the conversation are for Trump denied it was his people. And then he's like, well, they care more about the election results than you do. And fuck you, basically, is what Trump said. Yeah. That's pretty important evidence. And it definitely speaks to the whole reason he's being impeached. Yes. So unlike a lot of the other evidence that has been. Right. Right. Presented. And we're not going to recap the whole trial. But we'll talk about some things. But the, the bottom line was I saw that and I certainly thought. Okay, well, they can't just wrap this up today. They're, they're going to have to call witnesses and yeah. extend this thing. And um, it looked like they were in the morning. They voted to approve witnesses. And then, like, within an hour of that, like, the whole... Everybody huddled together and said, oh, no, we came to a deal. We're going to enter what Rep. Boitler said into the record, and then we're going to close up shop. And it was very jarring, and it was very weird, and I'm still trying to sort through it. I was very pissed off. I'm still pissed off. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly all the people I follow, uh, for the most part, like, you know, K. Grow and Armando, they were super pissed off and they didn't understand it. 
Um, there was definitely some wrangling behind the scenes. I very much worry this wrangling behind the scenes and this deal making smoky backroom shit is going to come back to bite Democrats like it always does. I'm sure whatever the Republicans promised going forward, they're not going to hold to. Right. We'll get to all that over the intervening weeks. But the bottom line is we, we, we knew Trump was going to be acquitted. There was no way that 17 Republicans were going to cross over and um, vote to convict. Right. Seven did, which, you know, is a big deal historically, but it's not, it, you know, it didn't serve the purpose. No, it wasn't enough. Well, you kind of knew that when they didn't immediately go with an impeachment right after January 6th and... It was all delayed until Trump was out of office, and then the Republicans used that to say, well, we, yeah, you can't do an impeachment now, he's out of office. Right. Which, of course, there's historical preference uh, precedence that says, yes, you absolutely can. It was decided by the Supreme Court. You've heard about the Belknap case, look it up if you want to know more, but basically that's what happened today, and there's still a lot to sort through. It's confusing. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I guess um, I want to back up to, I didn't watch all of this, obviously. It's been going on for a couple of days now. And, um, but I did watch significant portions of the um, House managers opening and presentation of evidence. And I understand that a lot of people didn't want to watch it. A lot of people in my life didn't want to watch any of it um, because they're like, who cares? It's just a circus. Mm -hmm. They're not going to convict him anyway. What's the point? And I guess for me, my response to those people was, the point is, first of all, um, we're getting it on record, right? For historical purposes, I think it's important, regardless of the makeup of the Senate right now and these ridiculous partisan assholes, um, doesn't change the facts of what happened, and I think getting it on the congressional record is important to do. Um, And I don't know, maybe, It's because I'm partisan and I want to hear what I want to hear. But watching the presentation of evidence from the House managers was very compelling. It was very well put together. It presented a very um, concise and accurate portrayal of what happened. It made the case that they needed to make. Um, they really didn't focus on a lot of things other than what they were charging him with, right? Like, what what exactly are we saying he's being impeached for? Um, and it's not, you know, he's a racist, and it's not all the other things that we hate him for. Mm-hmm. It was really specifically around what he did um, in the weeks before January 6th and on the days before especially, and then on and then after the yeah. aftermath. There wasn't enough about the day of, but I'll get into that. Yeah, so I thought it was a really well done um, presentation, and and it was very compelling. I think it would be um, incredibly difficult to take it out of the the framework of the um, of Congress and put it into any. Not that you could ever do this, but you know, put it in any other sort of context and have it not be overwhelmed, right? Mm-hmm. And and absolutely convict him. Uh, but the reason, you know, it's it's inside Congress and it is partisan and it is political and. Um, it was never going to happen. But I, I did really appreciate watching it and even some of the apolitical people in my life um, or that just don't really follow it that closely watched some of it and were like, well, that's it. I mean, that that's the whole ball game. Like, 
did you just see what they said? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, I know. Like, it is incredibly compelling. It is the most damning evidence you could possibly ever have. It's black and white. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. He absolutely did this thing they accused him of doing. You're absolutely right that that's true. And they're not going to convict him of it. Well, even even McConnell and some other Republicans who voted for acquittal today said that, which <clears throat> in the grand scheme of things, how much does it mean? Certainly not as much as them voting to convict, but right. it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean shit to me. I don't give a shit. Like, okay. you can say what you want all day long, but you ultimately, if you feel that way, if you feel like everything that was said is true and he did it, and then you acquit on a technicality, then you are the most cynical piece of shit on earth. Well, I a, don't care. It's a fake you, technicality, too. Yes. And, you know, there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter floating around about, like, they can't do this because this, and they can't do that because that. And it, a lot of it is like amateur lawyers that are trying <laughs> to take what they know from law and order yeah. and apply it to this. Yeah, constitutional law is very tricky. And this is not a traditional criminal court case, right? The rules of evidence basically don't exist. Um, the jury is not an impartial jury of your peers. It is <laughs> no. uh, a group of senators who are incredibly partisan. Um, the vote is on public record. Or in some cases, um, we're running for their lives on the day. <laughs> right. Or yeah. that's we were talking about this last night. Like some of the victims of this crime were also the jurors. Which I mean, would, all of them, really. Right. Which they were all there. Which would never happen. Yeah. Like you, that flies in the face of everything that we consider sort of holy in criminal justice. Um, and you had you had the quote jurors meeting with the defense team, you know, like, right. uh, but everybody was shocked by that. But like, no, that's how impeachments work. Right. I mean, it's a this political is not, yeah. thing. It, it, this is not a, a criminal case. Yeah, it, it is a crime, um, but it's not being tried in a criminal court of law. Right. So and you can't apply those right. standards saying and, like, oh, we courts. can't have witnesses because of something having to do with courts and we can or we have to or. All that, like, it doesn't matter. That Those things don't apply, is what I'm saying, to this. And mm -hmm. so a lot of these technicalities that they're talking about um, don't actually apply or exist. And if it were to be, like, in a criminal court, you know, you would also not... A juror is not really allowed to acquit someone from on a technicality. Like, that stuff is decided outside of the jury trial. And then once the trial is in effect... It's about the evidence of the case and not about technicalities. So right. from my perspective, what they should have done is, okay, we can argue and scream and yell all day long, but once we decide to go forward with impeachment, then it's really about the facts of the case. And they didn't do that, which they don't have to. They don't have to do anything. You can vote for whatever reason you want. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you have to explain your vote to the public. But, right, right. You know. I mean, the only exception in criminal cases would be jury annulment, which is where... Um, it's very controversial. It's one of my favorite things that exists, which is where you basically make the argument, you, can, you have to do it very carefully, um, that the law is wrong, and yeah. jurors are allowed to acquit someone if they believe that the law is wrong, even if they believe the person was guilty. Um, the prosecution will certainly try to convince them otherwise, but yes. Well, I mean, <clears throat> this is during jury negotiation, right? Like, yeah. there was some cases actually outside of Denver where there was... Um, not protesters, but activists standing outside the Denver courthouse, giving information to potential jurors on jury annulment, saying right. you are allowed to not convict this person even if you think they're guilty. And where this came up a lot was in things like um, trespassing for homeless folks, 
um, those kind of laws that shouldn't exist and shouldn't be applied the way they are, um, or that the law itself is wrong in cases of like before marijuana was legalized, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> stuff like that. But um, otherwise, it's pretty cut and dry. But this case, like this, is not like that. You can vote however you want for whatever reason you want or no reason at all. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> really, what it comes down to is that only seven senators on the Republican side of the bench. Uh, voted based on the evidence, from what I can tell. Because yeah. the, the, it's not just that our side was incredibly compelling, which it was, and that the facts are extremely cut and dry, which they are, and that it's very black and white, which it is. Those things are all true. But the other piece of this is that Trump's defense team didn't mount a defense. They really didn't address any of the... They tried, right? No, I'm not, they, they didn't address any of the things that... No. Any of the points that were brought up any of the actual reasons that he was being impeached they didn't address they didn't (laughs) counter it's like going into a debate when you're in high school and one person is talking about you know being pro-choice and the other person is talking supposed to be arguing the other side about being pro-life and instead they're talking about like should alligators be able to eat children and it's like not (laughs) the same you're not even addressing any of the issues and you lose that debate right yeah so his attorneys were a hot mess um the defense was well, Democrats have used similar language in the past, and um, some, I mean, it was all over the place. Yeah, I watched and, a clip. And, and oh, and they didn't give it; they didn't share the evidence in a timely manner. And which, again, these are procedural problems with discovery, and also not true. Um, there and, was some yeah. weird shit that I saw, where, and also don't apply to this type of court, like we're right, saying. Yeah. No. Right. You could bring that up to the judge in a criminal court. And these yeah. were criminal lawyers. These were like slip and fall guys because <laughs> they can't get any big law constitutional right. lawyers to, right. to take the case. Right. Totally. So they, they're like, ah, it's a courtroom. We got to do our courtroom defense. That we've never done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were just they were just all over the place. They were a hot mess. Uh, <laughs> there was one clip that I watched of this guy talking about this was a Trump defense lawyer arguing about the fact that Trump did not incite a riot, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, after the George Floyd protests in June and July, there was all this backlash about the police and law enforcement's response to the protesters because it was incredibly violent, right? In some and cases, so, yeah. most cases. Right. In most cases, law enforcement all over the country, their response to the protesters was incredibly violent. And so people were critical of law enforcement. Therefore, because of this media narrative that law enforcement is bad, they were scared of of having a response that would be, you know, commensurate with the (laughs) threat on the ground. Right. And then ProPublica did this big story this week. kind of all around in the middle of this, it was published about um, talking to all these law enforcement officers who were on the ground, most of whom still work for the Capitol Police. Um, and I guess one guy had retired because of this. Um, and all of them, um, almost all of them except this one guy, spoke on conditions of anonymity for obvious reasons um, and painted a very different picture, which was that you know they were fully ready for the George Floyd protests um, even though the intel said they were not going to be violent. Mm-hmm. The intel that they had said that these people were very angry, but that they were going to come to the, the Capitol and they were going to protest and that they weren't armed. They weren't threatening anyone with violence, right? And they still reacted in this way. 
and that they the intel that they got for the January 6th protest was way different, that it was intended to be violent, that people were going to bring weapons, that, you know, that everything that happened that they had been warned about, and they still didn't mount any kind of um, defense or any kind of, you know, plan for dealing with this. So... And the, first of all, like this argument about like, oh, the cops didn't show up on time is why he didn't do it makes no fucking sense. Um, but then also just <laughs> yeah. like not true. So. Well, I, I want to just chime in. That, that's one of the many things that the House managers never got to in this trial. Like what the hell happened with the law enforcement response? But I think that's smart. Save it for doesn't have anything to do with or? why we're impeaching the president. Uh, no, unless the president was involved in right. sending an order through the Pentagon to not have the National Guard intervene, which sure. we, we don't know about that yet. Right. We haven't had any of those questions answered. Right. But no, no, what the defense was coming up with certainly has nothing to do with anything. But even if that were true, even if he told law enforcement to stand down, which would, I think, be an interesting thing to know, um, what we're charging him with, that is would be a separate incitement. charge, yeah. right, is his incitement. And his, <coughs> his non-ability or, or refusal to say anything once it was started and yeah. to kind mm-hmm. of rein it back in. So I think it was, I understand the reasoning behind not bringing up all of the other stuff that we want to know about. I think we should go back after this is over. It is over now. Um, and really dig into the other things that happened that day and who was responsible and who in Congress was responsible or at least complicit um, and who you know, what happened and why were there security buttons that were missing? And, you know, how did these people know all the ins and outs of this building and all the things that, you know, we were sort of getting little tidbits of in the media from people coming forward, but we don't have a full picture of, um, is really separate from the impeachment. It is. I I know Pelosi's not going to let it go. Uh, she's still, did you see that video? Yeah. She's, she's still like viscerally personally angry, but, but my fear is that the, Democrats on the whole, and I can't speak for Biden, and Biden has been smart to stay out of this, Mm -hmm. or at least appear to stay out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Agreed. Democrats are very big on, we just got to move on, and and if we show everybody that we're the party that knows how to legislate, we'll be rewarded for that politically, and we know that's not the case. Has that ever been true in the history of the world? We know that doesn't work. No? We know the opposite. I was arguing with this guy on Twitter forever who was like, you want to be like the Republicans and do Benghazi? You know how bad that is? And I'm like... Yeah, okay, they started Benghazi in September, the Benghazi hearings in September 2014. By November, they killed us in the midterms, and then by 2016, Trump was elected. So yeah, I guess it didn't really hurt them politically. Right. And he was trying to argue that, no, 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 it did. And I was just like, no, it didn't. dude, we- No, it didn't. You it can't didn't. retcon history. Right. And I'm not, and like, I'm talking about extending the impeachment trial for another week or two to get all the information, not 14 months of Benghazi hearings. When she didn't do anything, and there is no evidence, and no evidence was ever produced that she did anything they said that she did. Right. There was some gross incompetence that happened. And and we don't know if it was, if if that helped her profile or hurt it or whatever. Not the point. No. The the point was, don't come to me with this argument like, we can't act just like Republicans and be vindictive. It's like, well, A, we're not. And, And B, if you don't hammer people over the head with the facts, especially people who don't pay attention to politics as much yeah. as we do, they're not going to get it. Right. This is the main thing I'm worried about. Yep. All the headline, you know, like for whatever we're talking about today and whatever McConnell's speech was and the seven Republicans that went against the grain, the headlines tomorrow are going to be 
Trump acquitted again. Senate goes on recess. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's what. That's what. Um, Everybody. Your brother's going to read. Yep. And he's going to go. Oh, see then what circus. was the point? See, it was a circus. Who cares? What, what was, was the, the point? point? Yep. And I like. He's got a point. Yeah. Like, you know, if we got that headline in two weeks, but every day on TV, you've got witnesses talking about, you know, the fucking phone call between Trump and McCarthy and all the other shit Trump did and more emotional testimony from like, you know, cops that were trapped and being crushed and their buddies died. And it's like that shit matters. Yeah, that does. sticks with people. It does. Like, but I, you're I, right. It needs to be, people need to be hit over the head with it over and over and over and over and over and over again. So they start, they start finally paying attention. And then once they do, they see what's going on. And then it's much harder to acquit him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they still do it, but then that, that, that makes it even worse. Right. I mean, they would still probably have acquitted him, but the, I think they would have seen the public polling change quite a bit, that it may have made a difference. Well, and that's what I think happened. I think they got really spooked by that, and they, they took some Democrats aside, some high-level ones who could be in Biden's ear and and probably said, look, we're going to make you, I mean, they're going to probably do this anyway. We're going to make your life miserable. You do this, and you're not going to get any nominees through. You're not going to get any bills passed. You're not going to get any of your cabinet picks appointed. I think they're probably going to do that shit anyway. Right. So right. I I don't know. I think we got rolled again because we, we always we did. do. That's what we do. Yeah. I mean, I don't actually want to be we. I don't want me in with them. Um, well, the way, in terms of the way we vote, we'll say we. Yeah. But no, we're not card carrying rank and file like Democratic operatives. <laughs> I'm not a rank and file Democrat and I haven't been for several years. Yeah. I vote Democrat. Yeah, there's a difference. That's fair. Yeah. I used to be. I used to be. No. Yeah, I think the point the point is I don't think it's enough. I think we needed more. I think we dropped the ball. Yeah, we fucked up. We won and then we gave up after we won, right? We won the ability to call the witnesses and make it an actual thing and then we said never mind. And like, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I'm not in those meetings, obviously. Maybe we'll find out more later. Uh but it looks real bad from where I'm sitting for anybody who cares about anything about this like it just looks like we are just as feckless as we've <laughs> always proven to be so yeah just fucking useless what's the point of uh, this is what I said it's like they, they better have something else up their sleeve what, what worries me is we are the party of let's move on right mm -hmm. uh, you would now there was a lot of speculation that okay we've learned our lesson right um, after Bush and we did the whole let's move on thing yep. and Obama's like I, I can play nice with Republicans here I can work across the aisle you, yep. ne you never figured it out I mean I guess he probably at the end of his term he figured it out but you know he couldn't we couldn't get nearly as much done as we wanted to we got a very watered down ACA because we got Lucy footballed by not just Republicans but some awful Demo quote Democrat types like Joe Lieberman um, and I thought we were done playing that game. Now, look, there is a political reality, right? We have the slimmest imaginable my, uh, majority in the Senate. It's not even really a majority. It's a majority because the vice president is a tie-breaking vote. Yeah. And our majority in the House is not what it used to be. So I get it. But these things, you cannot hold both positions at the same time. You cannot say elections matter. We need to have control of the House and Senate and the White House because then we can do something and then not fucking do something. Right. People get tired of it. I'm tired of it. Don't tell me 
to go rant and rah, rah, rah all day long and get people to vote and get them to give a shit and get them to say it matters and it, it does matter and then go, well, it's a pretty tight margin. There was really nothing we could do. Like, I don't know. No, 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 no. There is things that you can do. There are things that you can do rather. And like, I'm so tired of hearing that. Like, no, you say elections matter. You say elections have consequences. You wanted the House. You wanted the Senate. You wanted the White House. You got it. Figure it out. At least die on every hill. Well, their argument today is going to be like, no, we, well, we have COVID relief to do. We have voting rights to do. We have, and it's like. That was going to be true either way. They're you, not going to do anything differently. What? But that, that's my point. Yeah. They're going to obstruct regardless of what you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you kick their mom or if you give them flowers or if you say that President Trump is the best lay of your life. They're still <laughs> going to obstruct every single thing that we're going to do every single step of the way for the next four years, period. I, I think you're absolutely right. And this is what I said on Twitter. Like, you have a lot of people lauding the seven. the Ben Sass, Murkowski, Collins, um, Cassidy, and, and uh, Romney. Toomey, I guess. Romney, Toomey, and I forget one other person. Anyway, great. Where are they going to be in two weeks with a absolute must-pass COVID bill? Right. That like, includes giving money to American citizens. Yeah. Actually giving money to people who need money. I don't think any of them. I think it's no. going to be strict, straight party line with, with Harris breaking the top. Yes. It'll be that and way. And then they're going to cry about At least until the midterms. Of course they're going to. Right. This is all... This is not... There is no morality left. There is no um, the right thing, the wrong thing, principle left. It is brazen party politics. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about COVID. They don't give a shit about anything. They want to vote against everything we do so that they can say, look how partisan. They're jamming it down our throats. This is very unfair. How are we supposed to have unity if you just keep making us do these things? This is awful. And then they'll win in the midterms, and then we're fucked. So we have basically a year. We so, have basically one year yeah. to do this. That's it. Yeah, I agree. So I want to move on. And there's some breaking news now that's not super important, but it's kind of interesting. So... Um, A Biden advisor the other day threatened a Politico reporter. So, not an advisor. He is the deputy press secretary. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he was that high up. Yeah. He was a an advisor in the campaign. Okay. Yeah. So, the deputy press secretary went after a Politico reporter who asked him about a reporter he was banging. Yeah. This is so stupid. I mean, what? how big an asshole do you have to be? Who cares who the deputy press secretary is banging? Oh, nobody. Like, nobody what is this, Nineteen? Is this the Eisenhower administration? I mean, administration? I was wondering, like, is he married and he doesn't want his wife to find out, or... Maybe? But I will say, like, I don't want to let him off the hook any more than I let off the hook the pieces of shit who worked in the Trump administration in the early years who were, like, beating up reporters. Well, sure, but the point is he res he just resigned. He was, at first the news broke that he was going to be... Yeah, seven-day um, leave. <clears throat> seven-day leave. And everybody was like, whoa, because Biden, very remember, very publicly, yeah. with all the cameras on, when he was being 
um, right after inauguration was like, if I see anybody on my staff disrespecting anybody, like, you're gone. Oh, well, he said literally out loud, I will fire you on the spot. Now, he was talking about had he, A, had he seen it, and the, the caveats were, B, I think he was talking about, like, staff to each other, not necessarily to reporters, but, like, the spirit is the same. The spirit of decency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he wants to get back to that. Yeah. And, yeah, that guy should get fired. So if he, we're doing that, like, you know, you don't get to, as the deputy press secretary, be abusive and misogynistic to a reporter. Like, what planet are you on that you thought this was going to go well? Well, why, why would you do that? Just say no comment. It's easy, but you're the deputy press secretary. Nobody, I mean, like, okay, a very niche bunch of Beltway yeah. gossip People you pounds. know will care. People in D.C. care because it's a fucking you gossip say bill. You say no comment. Right. And, and then, then you, nobody you go cares. And then you text your girlfriend. You're like, they're on to us. What do you want to do? Nothing. Oh, who cares? But fine. Right. Like, no newspaper's even going to pick up any story here other than, like, like on, like, the 17th page did this down asshole local watch, news. Does this asshole watch too much House of Cards and right? think, like, every, like, everybody who works in the West Wing is super important? And, like, everybody cares about your personal life. But do you think that if it was somebody like the deputy secretary of education or something who has, like, no exposure to the press at all, (laughs) I'd be like, oh, man, you can't do that. This guy, like, that's his job is to deal with the press. His literal fucking job is to deal with the press. And And the first thing he does is, like... Your first month, you're threatening reporters. Threatening reporters and saying, apparently, some pretty gross misogynistic bullshit. No, he's a nightmare. So fucking fire him. And no love lost over here. I'm fine with that. I want to get to other disgraced people who are not necessarily Trumpists. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of controversy. You only really know this if you're on Twitter, political Twitter too much, probably. Uh, Project Lincoln is in hot water and the whole thing's kind of disintegrating now um, because they had a big sex scandal with one of their chiefs was sending inappropriate texts to young guys, maybe some of them even underage. He was forced out, but now it looks like there a lot of people covered up for him, and like very a lot of liberals are very dismayed. And I'm like, dude, they're a bunch of old fucking Republican white men. Right now they made they made some useful content in the election as far as ads. Fine. Why did you think they were boyfriend material? Right. These were castoffs who used to work for Ted Cruz and George W. Bush and Michelle fucking Bachman and people like that who have realized that Trump is bad in the long run for their brand. And so, great, you want to make some content that makes Trump lose? Fine. Why were they our buddies? Why did they, we think we, they were progressive? They're garbage. They're, they're, they're a lighter flavor of garbage people. And sure, we could ally with them the way we allied with Stalin in World War II, right, I guess. Right, But they're not... We're not, like, super upset when, like, Stalin's not in power anymore. <laughs> no! We're just like, oh, my God, he was my best friend. <laughs> We're just like, thank God we don't have to do that But that's the reaction of some liberals on Twitter, and I'm befuddled by it. I'm like, fuck them. Fuck Fuck the Lincoln Project. Fuck Steve Schmidt. He makes good speeches now. He's the one that brought us Sarah Palin. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, Fuck Rick Wilson. Yes, he's funny on Twitter, and he gets good barbs at Trump. He used to work for Ted fucking Cruz. Fuck this guy. Yeah, these are not my... I don't (laughs) care. I hope that they all... Just wear each other out with their nonsense and leave me alone. I yeah. don't want to hear from them ever again. So that's all I have to say about that. It was just funny. That whole thing imploded, and I could give a shit. And oh, if you're yeah. uh, if you're liberal and you care a lot, I don't know what to say to you. I don't either. It's like there are literally a bunch of old, awful Republican men 
who happened to decide Trump was bad for the brand. That's it. Doesn't doesn't make them heroes. Doesn't make them our buddies. Certainly doesn't make them progressive. One thing we agreed about, and so we leveraged that relationship, and they leveraged their relationship with us, and then that was over. And now I don't give a shit what happens to them, and they don't give a shit what happens to us. And and, and I okay. guess you might be irked that like Republicans are delighting in them falling apart, like the still Trumpists. Like okay, fine. Well, who cares? I don't, why do you care about their stuff? <laughs> yeah. Let them be mean to each other. I don't care. I don't care about their stuff. Let them do whatever they're going to do over there in nightmare land. And it's like the Liz Cheney stuff, right? Like yes. they're trying to drum Liz Cheney out of the party, which didn't work, by the way. She's still there, but yeah. I also liberals. don't care. Leave, Liz, leave, leave Liz poor Cheney. Liz Cheney alone. I don't care about that. She's not our people, man. No. She's Liz fucking Cheney. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about her at all. And, and it's not just because her name I is Cheney. A lot of people, her politics are awful. Yes. Awful. Yes. Absolutely. I heard a lot of people being like, oh, it's a weird time and I'm coming to the defense of Liz Cheney. And I was like, well, then don't. Like, well, you, stop you, doing that? you can come to her defense on her Trump criticism, but you, it doesn't mean that you have to take her to prom. Right. That's my point. And, right. and, and so that's an excellent segue to get into what I think is going to take take up the rest of <sighs> do our we time. Have to do it. We, we do. And okay. you know why we do. I know. For that reason, exactly. So <laughs> this might have gone under the radar. Um, should I just introduce yeah. and give the whole backstory? Yep. And then I'll let you chime in. This is going to be kind of a shorter episode, I think. Yeah. But, um, I, by now, you know who Marjorie Taylor Greene is. The if insane. You she's the crazy lady. She's the insane QAnon lady from Georgia. Um, the they, Jewish space lasers. The Jew, Jewish space lasers about. and all kinds of other awful anti-Semitic things. She said um, the school shootings it were false flag operations. She says all kinds of crazy shit all the time. Right. We she, talked about her a couple weeks she ago. She pseudo-apologized, but not really... They held a vote to take away her committee assignments, and the, Dem- the Democrats did, so she doesn't have her committee assignments anymore. Um, and she said, oh, good, I didn't want them anyway. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah. It's work. It's actual work instead of just going, Jewish space laser. Bah. Yeah. Yeah. So- <laughs> or working out at the gym, apparently, which is a passion. <laughs> yeah, a real passion. That's what we're going to get to. So news broke in the uh, Daily Mail, which is more or less a tabloid. It's really awful. Yeah, which we can get into. It's a British publication. Yeah, I mean we don't necessarily. Sometimes they break some decent political stuff, but in this case, they're cruel. Is what they are. They're cruel. They are. If you think about U.S. tabloids and you think they're bad, I want to hearken you back to Princess Diana. Oh no, the Brits, British tabloids are the worst. The worst. This is one of those. They're, They're just unnecessarily cruel for no reason. So go ahead. Yeah, the Brits are on a different level when it comes to freedom of press. Like, you can't really intimidate them into doing anything. You can publicly shame them, and sometimes that works. Uh, Or if they, like, uh, blatantly break the law, like the Murdochs did, was hacking into phones and shit. But anyway, the point is... It's weird over there. It was was revealed, basically, to make a long story short, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been banging some beefcakey dudes at the gym she owns or goes to or whatever she's involved with. Um, and it kind of appears as though this wasn't really, these weren't really tawdry affairs. Like, she's probably in an open marriage. Yeah. And so this lit the world on fire, as you, as you might have expected. Mm-hmm. And we have thoughts. Um, I, I mean, how, how much should we reveal personally at this point? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but um, yeah. So like, we're not—we don't live in monogamy land over here. <laughs> um, we never have. 
Um, And it is a very odd predicament to find ourselves um, having to come to the defense of Marjorie Taylor Greene (laughs) as our new spokesperson for ethical non-monogamy. Well, okay, let's back up on a couple things. First of all, whatever our lifestyle is that we won't get into too much detail about, we're not necessarily activists. We're not like in advocacy no. groups. No, and there's bigger things that I'm worried about than whether or not my very small oppression on this front. <laughs> it's like there are people yeah. who this is their thing yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah, and that's yeah. their thing. And I, I guess I do sort of. Um, and they're in communities and groups. at them and, a little bit. Like maybe down the line when everybody is like physically safe and like, you know, yeah. not starving to death and dying from being poor. We can and like not right. being shot by cops in right, the street right. for being black. Maybe then we could talk about like sexual minority groups and like whether or not. I should, I just, uh, it's, I, it is like, I don't want to get fired because I'm not monogamous. Um, but also on the list of shit that is at the top of my list to be activist about, it's not on the list. But big, bigger than that, we're not into cliques and groups because yeah. they're usually pretty awful. And the people that are into those sort of groups are people that, for whom this is their entire identity. Yes. And it is just not that way for us. Yeah. We just, monogamy doesn't work for us. Yeah. Um, or for our group of, of people. Um, and so it's really just, it's not, and we're not like swingers. Like, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's yeah. just like, we just, monogamy is not a thing for us. Yeah, it's more yeah. like polyamory. Okay. What you call it. Anyway. Now, now that brings me to my next point. The article was just awful. So you told me about it and then I went and read it. And, <laughs> and so awful. it is. Um, but I don't think they were implying that she was polyamorous at any point. They kept talking about one of the men that she was, having sex with and Called apparently himself he polyamorous. yeah he is a polyamorous tantric sex guru yogi <laughs> but <laughs> now i do have to say the picture of this guy oh is just he's like i got a handlebar mustache and he's like flexing in a wrestling outfit mm-hmm. and it's just like uh-huh. oh god uh-huh. this guy's a nightmare i mean he is the poster boy for like well, if you if you ask like dudes okay, if, who call themselves polyamorous t- t- tantric <laughs> gurus, who I wouldn't come within ten fucking miles of, right? If, if he's you the were poster like, boy for that. If you thought if you didn't ever read the article and you're like Marjorie Taylor Greene is is actually, you know, poly and and, and what do you think the dude she's banging looks like? Like you would probably draw a sketch of this guy. Yeah. Like, Anybody who calls themselves a polyamorous <laughs> tantric sex guru yogi. Um, but works at a like small gym in Georgia is probably like not going to be on my list of. And to be fair, their quotes partners. are funny because none of them denied it. They were all like, "Yeah, yeah. Dagner. Oh yeah, she's a fucking nightmare." One of them was like, "I don't want to talk about anything having to do with that woman ever again in my life. Nothing good comes out of her." And you're just like, "That could be kind of mean." But also like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, what, does what, that what mean? did she do? Yeah. Like, it's good. You're curious, but at the same time. It's also none of our business. I don't care. And that's what we're going to get to. Yes. Um, There is so much to shame Marjorie Taylor Greene for. Yes. Her awful politics, her awful gun fetishist stuff, obviously her conspiracy QAnon bullshit, her her undenying, you know, uh, cult-like love of Trump and Trumpism. Like, Mm -hmm. her fucking sex life is not... Nope. Doesn't, we don't need to go there. No, I don't want to talk about what she wears, what her body looks like, anything yeah. about her appearance, 
who she fucks, what she does in the bedroom with whoever she's fucking. I don't care about any of that. I don't not only not care about it, but I don't want to talk about it. I don't want it to be brought up. It is not. It's like when Trump put a bunch of kids in cages and they were like, what a fat piece of shit. And you're like, does fat need to be in there? Or can we just say he's a piece of shit? We can say he paints we don't his need face to orange. Say <laughs> he's fat. We yeah. can say he paints his face orange, I guess. It's not really relevant. Relevant. Um, but like his fatness, that's just fat phobic bullshit. This is just slut shaming is all this is. And I don't care. She's literally the alien Jewish space laser lady. And I'm like, please don't slut shame her because I'm very committed to not slut shaming literally anyone, including that's my point. The crazy gay space laser, I guess not gay Jewish space laser. Oh, she may have said something about a gay space laser. I mean, it's usually gay (laughs) hurricanes and shit. So it just always flies off the tongue. It's always our fault, but this time it's your fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my people made the laser that started the California wildfires so we could get high speed rail. I, am I remembering that? I think right? that's something. That was, that was the whole that's story. I think something like that. Well, yeah. we never got the high speed rail, so we obviously fucked that up. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. But in any event. So um, we just. I, no, if, if you're anti slut shaming, that extends to awful garbage people, it too. It extends to everyone. Everyone of any gender. Period. Now, I had some arguments on my on my Facebook feed when I brought this up. Like, well, if it was cheating, you can call out cheating. And I'm like, mm. we don't know that it was cheating. Like, the tabloid described it as cheating and then also described one of her lovers as the, a poly sex guru and says she was blatant and open about it. Well, if she's very open about it, or do, do we know if And then, like, at a an barbecue, her and her husband seemed totally fine, if not, like, maybe a little bit, like, hot and cold, but, like, they didn't seem like anything was going on, even though everyone in her social circle knew she was banging these two dudes at right. work. Like, generally, when that happens, uh, everybody knows. Well, I, I know off the and record some... I don't care if she's cheating. I don't care if she's cheating on her husband. It's none of my fucking business. Going back to Bill Clinton, it's none of my yeah. fucking business who's cheating on who, what the the arrangement with Marjorie Taylor Greene and her husband around who can fuck who, when, where, how is so far beyond any of my business yeah. and has nothing to do with her public record or her public service and, or and anything and to do with care. anything. I don't care if now, it was cheating. Now, let me bring up a couple points. First of all, apparently some people who have dug in like Reddit forums and stuff, like she's been on supposedly polyam forums and whatever. And so she may actually be whatever. Yeah. Fine. Who cares? The second part of that is what people want to bring up her hypocrisy. And I do want to draw a line here because yes, she, in her very Twitter bio, she says like Christian values, whatever. Um, People have a hard time um, finding nuance or maybe nuance isn't the word, but compartmentalizing. Right. You can compartmentalize Marjorie Taylor Greene's hypocrisy without slut shaming her. It yep. can be done, yep. but it takes a little um, intellectual gravitas. It doesn't even, it takes a little bit of like, well, for most people, four <laughs> seconds of thinking about it first and yeah. thinking, am I mad at her because she's banging this dude and it's an easy jab because we fucking hate women right. and especially women who sleep with more than one person. Um, it's the easiest thing on earth to do. Yeah. And so is that why I'm doing it? Or is it because I'm actually upset at the hypocrisy of her claiming to be a Christian and having Christian values and then not living Christian values? I promise you, it's probably the former, right? You hate her already and it's the easiest thing to do 
to poke at her about this. Mm-hmm. And the easiest part of poking is slut shaming. Sure, yeah. But it's if you really want to talk fruit. about, like, we, you know, the queer community had to, has had to wrestle with this for a really long time, which I'm is, gonna get to that, yeah. do garbage Republicans who consistently vote against gay people and vote for things that would material Im- materially impact and harm our community and themselves are gay secretly, closeted secretly. Do we, what do we do with them? Right, and I was gonna bring that up. That's a little different, that's more complicated. Yes. And To I, me it's more black and white because we're not saying, like if Marjorie Taylor Greene were to put a bill before Congress that said any person who commits adultery um, Gets which stoned to the, death. Which the, right, gets right. stoned to death. Right. Then fucking, yeah, there's some hypocrisy there that you can say like, oh, really? Because you committed adultery. Should we stone you? Right. Right? That's that's where that happens. This is the same thing in the queer community, right? Like, if you're saying, yes, you should be able to electrocute gay kids to make them straight, and you yourself are closeted, like, I'm going to out you. Well, that's the thing, right? We don't, of all the horrible, crazy shit Marjorie Taylor Greene has said, it's somebody, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, later tonight, somebody dug up her something, you know, attacking somebody for adultery or like a political opponent or somebody she didn't like. That's fair game, obviously. But I was just thinking of Lindsey Graham, right? Yeah. Um, Now, Dan Savage is very clear on this. He says awful closeted Republicans who push an anti-gay agenda or even if just they do that by virtue of being Republicans, like they should absolutely be outed. Uh, My feelings are a little bit more ambiguous, but I'm a straight guy, so I don't Try, I don't really voice it too loud from where I stand. Um, but somebody like Lindsey Graham, like how far do we want to push on that? Yeah, it's a tough question. I think we all struggle with it. Um, I think for me where it's the easiest to parse out is in the case of like Ted Haggard, right? Where <laughs> yeah. he's this... Of Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm, and he's this like you know, mega church pastor and half of his sermons are dedicated to shitting all over gay people and talking about how if your kids are gay, you're a failure as a parent and we should basically lock them up and throw away the key and they're sick and you can make them better and conversion therapy and it should be illegal to get married and, you know, having sex with men is like having, you know, bestiality, blah, 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 right? right? right, right. Everything we've heard. So he did all that and then it came out that he in fact was a closeted gay man who hired uh, sex workers um, and did meth, in the Denver right? area. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's perfectly fine what happened. That This, I, I, I think, is great because what happened was one of the sex workers that he hired saw this man who he's been banging regularly talking this way on the TV and said, oh, fucking really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really, Ted? I have yeah. some voicemails that you left me. I'm going to leak it to the media. Now, that is a person sharing their own lived experience, right? Which you are always allowed to do, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a person who is doing harm and damage to our community, who was, in fact, himself a member of our community. So I have no problem with that sex worker outing him. None whatsoever. I think it's great. I think he he should do it if he wanted to, and he did. And um, it took him down, which I don't know. That's not on me. I'm not part of his church, so I don't know that it should have taken him down that he's gay, but he did rally a bunch of 
homophobes in a church and tell them that homophobia is good. So I'm not like surprised that when he was outed, they were like, you're a fag, right? Like, of course you, you literally surrounded yourself with people that hate you and then told them that they should hate you. And then when you tell them, Oh, actually don't hate me. They somehow hate you still, you know, it's just like, I don't care about that. It doesn't bother me from a moral perspective at all. Um, where like news outlets and, and tabloids and things like that out people like uh, Chaz Bono, for example, yeah. was outed. That was completely, completely inappropriate, wrong, immoral, mm-hmm. horrible, um, should never be done. Yeah. People's coming out is should always be on their own terms with very, very few exceptions. And you shouldn't push people and you should never out people publicly with, again, very, very few exceptions. But the bottom line is with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about it because people are going to dig and more of her dirty laundry is going to come up and... You know, the the one thing about it that gets me, though, is that you're running as an ultra-conservative Republican. Um, and she, like everything else, she figured you know, nothing she's ever said or done is going right. to come back to bite her. Right. Like, right. It, it, I mean, she's not wrong in this way that, like... Probably the people who love her and her QAnon nonsense are going to be like, whatever. Well, she's just going to deny everything. Yeah. She's not going to, like, that's the thing. She's not going to, like, make a speech tomorrow and say, like, you know what? Everybody needs to be more open to this lifestyle. No, she's just going to deny it. She's yeah. going to just deny it ever happened. She's going to lie. Also, people in this lifestyle do not ever, at least I don't proselytize. It's not for everybody. No. No, would I? No. No. But no. neither's monogamy. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Monogamy's <laughs> not for most people, if the truth be told. Well, no, not in not in practice. Not in, practice. in theory. In theory, they like it, but most most monogamous uh, people. I don't even know if they like it in theory. They just do what they think they need to do. But anyway, yes, that is different a podcast. Completely different story. Another breaking news about other crazy reps closer to home. Uh, breaking. Um, in crazy right-wing, I guess, QAnon rep Lauren Boebert, who poisons her constituents and has mm-hmm. a gun-themed restaurant that she owes hundreds of thousands back taxes to. In Colorado Springs, in right? In Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mother claims that uh, Lauren, the rep, is the product of an incestuous liaison with her cousin, legendary pro wrestler Stan Lane of the Midnight Express. Right. So Lauren's mom says... That she fucked her cousin, and Lauren is the product of that coupling. <laughs> and it was a famous wrestler. Yes. Um, okay. I mean, I have no reason to disbelieve her. It, you know, you know who. Well, she, she's got not. Me she's, pregnant, she's not but. just saying that off the cuff. She's apparently been pursuing. Uh, yeah, it's probably true. Pursuing child support and demanding paternity tests for years. So. It's probably true then. I mean, it if, could be. if she's demanding DNA tests, which is what this most recent tweet that was unearthed was talking about, you know, she's like, it wasn't that great in the 90s, but nowadays, like, you're going to, it's yeah, going to prove that you're her dad. Maybe, but Lauren Boebert's pretty off, too, and so that would stand to reason that her mother's kind of off. So. I don't know if you can say that, but probably, right? Well, I mean, like we were talking about before, we won't go into detail, but we know somebody else's mom who also claimed their child was... Uh, came from a famous person and mm-hmm. there's no way obviously to verify that right so right also in Colorado yeah <laughs> so I mean I don't know uh, it's a weird it's a weird like self tattle like 
this famous guy is the father of my child. And also my cousin. But also my cousin? Do you not see that's kind of gross? But maybe it's not gross. I don't know how I feel about the whole cousin thing. I don't really I don't have know. cousins. We're watching The Crown to. right now. They're all related. Right? Like, I don't really have cousins that I grew up with or anything, so I don't really know how that whole thing works. And I'm generally, like, don't try to shit on people's or even care about their romantic lives. But it is interesting. I don't know. Also, um, she now has a midterm opponent. Uh, lady, I forget her name at the moment. She's got several, I heard. Uh, it's not a primary challenger. This is a Democrat that right, is right, officially no. going to take. She's got several that are that are going to going to challenge her. But in uh, that, well, in we're going to have a Levi Tillman thing then, because our lady for the Colorado Democratic Party, the Colorado Democratic Party picked the person that they would like to replace her. So. Yeah, and I guess <laughs> and, and I guess they think she's actually vulnerable even in that district. Yeah, she's she, a state senator. Um, she didn't. I don't think she won by a crazy amount. I mean, it's Colorado Springs. Yeah, so it's hard for it would be hard for a Democrat to win that. Not time. impossible. Nope, but hard. Yeah. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene's not going anywhere unless she resigns or gets arrested. Which she's not going to do. Because that, that district is just fucking crazy Trumpsters. So. Right. Um, certainly there are people that are going to try and raise money and raise their own political profiles. But. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think we're about out of gas. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No. I will just say, you know, when stuff like this happens and. It still hurts that, like, he didn't get convicted, right? You're allowed to be mad about that. It is a travesty. It is bullshit that, given the overwhelming onslaught of evidence that we all already knew it was true, they still couldn't just get the fucking, uh, you know, backbone to convict him. Just remember, like, it was true during the Trump era, and it is still true um, that local politics is the heart and soul of how things get changed. And so, you know, if you're looking at this big national stage and you're expecting everything to magically be better because Joe Biden's the president, that is not how it works. And if you're frustrated, I recommend highly that you um, go local. Go talk to your city council people, go talk to your state reps, go talk to whoever you want. And, um, you know, it's, it's still an effective way to make change regardless of who's yeah. in the White House. I agree. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back whenever we feel like being back. We do have <laughs> some guests that say they would like to come on, but their lives are busy too, so yeah, it'll happen when it happens. Um, stay active, stay tuned, stay involved, stay warm. Try not to get too um, depressed. What's the word I'm looking for? Discouraged. We have so much more work we have to do. Yeah. Like, we still have a raging pandemic. Uh, although things are starting to look up on that front in terms of like the vaccine. A lot of people I know have already been vaccinated, yep. which is great. Yep. We hopefully will get ours Someday. by the summer, if not beforehand. Hopefully. And things will start to return back to some semblance of sanity, hopefully. Yeah. So we Take will. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah. We'll see you when you, we see you. <laughs>